Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vinitali International Academy, announcing the 24th of our Italian Wine Ambassador courses to be held in London, Austria, and Hong Kong from the 27th to the 29th of July. Are you up for the challenge of this demanding course? Do you want to be the next Italian Wine Ambassador? Learn more and apply now at vinitaliinternational.com. Welcome to Jumbo Shrimp Wine Study Maps. We have specially created this free content for all our listeners who are studying for wine exams. This has been a journey of development since Stevie Kim discovered Rosie Baker's hand-drawn maps on Instagram through two years of work by our in-house editorial and graphics team, and now the maps are available to purchase in beta form while they undergo the final proofing and editing by our expert advisory board. It's a three-layered project because we know everyone learns differently. We now offer the complete box set of 39 maps, this series of podcasts with the maps narrated by our crack team of wine educators, and finally, the study guide book, which will be published later this year. Our map project is in no way a substitute for the material set out by other educational organizations, but we hope all the wine students out there will find our map project a new, exciting, and useful tool for learning. For more information and to buy the maps, please visit our website at mamajumboshrimp.com. Welcome to the Jumbo Shrimp Wine Study Maps podcast. This episode, we'll be looking at the Dordogne and Southwest France map. So these are areas that are close to Bordeaux, but generally experience a much more moderate climate, less influence of the sea here, so less problems with rot and slightly less vintage variation due to more reliable weather conditions away from the sea. The Dordogne area as a whole tends to produce wines that are similar to Bordeaux and the Bordeaux blends, but tend to be easier to drink, a little bit lighter bodied, less tannins, slightly less acidity. Now within the Dordogne, we have two key appellations. The first is Bergerac, and these are wines that follow this Bordeaux style. So red blends based on Merlot, often even 100% Merlot here, sometimes with a little bit of Cabernet in the best conditions, and then white wines based on dry styles from Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon. The other key appellation here is Montbaziac. Now, these are botryatized sweet wines that are similar to Sauterne, but tend to have less new oak influence, a little bit more freshness. So you have the body and weight again from Semillon, but this acidity from Sauvignon Blanc. There's also slightly less noble rot here, so a little bit less of that noble rot influence in the blend, giving less of that savory character and more of the aromatics. Overall, they produce very good to outstanding sweet wines like Sauterne, but without the price tag because they don't have the name and the history that the Sauterne Appalachian has. Heading a little bit further south and close to the river Lot, you have the Appalachian of Cahor, or Cahor. These are very dark, intense, almost black, black purple colored wines, high in tannin, produced from Malbec commonly called cot in this area. There is also a little bit of Merlot and Tanat, but really the Caor wines are focused on Malbec. There's been a really interesting progression in the wines here, following the success of Malbec wines and Malbec-labeled wines from Argentina, there's really a changing of the guard happening with producers in Caor, and we are beginning to see more and more producers using techniques to soften the very intense tannins here and produce slightly lighter, fresher styles 
echoing that oddly of Argentina, whereas normally we see New World wines trying to echo the French style. The best wines from Caor tend to be from vines planted on the mid-slopes, really taking advantage of as long a ripening season as possible. It's incredibly difficult to ripen Malbec to its fullest extent here, which is why we have very, very harsh tannins and traditionally wines that take decades to age before they become softer. As a result, Lots of new French oak influence here in the winemaking in order to soften and integrate wines and add spices such as nutmeg, clove, and these toasty characters onto the intense fruit profile. Italian Wine Podcast. If you think you love wine as much as we do, then give us a like and a follow anywhere you get your pods. Really, the key to the more intense wines, the wines more suitable for aging, but also those that develop these smooth, ripe tannins are these south southeast facing slopes for the longest ripening season possible. While we're talking about dark, age-worthy wines, let's look at Madaran, this Appellation Controle, which is focused around Tanat, possibly the most tannic grape variety grown in France, even more tannic than the Malbec wines of Cahors, deeply colored and lots of bottle age here used to soften the tannins, lots of long aging. There's a large area to the north of Madaran, an IGP or Van de Pay area of Côte de Gascon, which produces dry, light-bodied, relatively simple wines from Uni Blanc that just give green apple flavors and aromas, often used to be known on the UK market as Floc de Gascon. Finally, thinking about premium white wines and also white wines that do have some potential for aging, we can look at the Appellation of Jurassam. So these are both dry and sweet wines with a focus on Petit Mensang. This is high acidity with lots of stone fruit flavors, so apricot, peach, nectarine, also softer citrus, so grapefruit or lime, but that see oak aging and therefore you get lovely spices such as cinnamon here. There's no botrytis in the Jurassam sweet wines, it should be noted. But they do often undergo pasillage, so this air drying to increase sugar concentration and flavor concentration. Overall, the Dordogne and Southwest France Appellations are the home to excellent value for money, either unusual grape varieties such as Tanat, Petit Menzang, even Uni Blanc, or for styles that echo Bordeaux but without the price tag, such as the red and white blends of Bergerac, the portraitized sweet wines of Montbaziac, and then finally, this comparison we have of the Malbec wines in Cahors to the Malbec wines of Argentina could be a question as to how climate influences the styles in these two areas and why, potentially, Argentinian wines have been embraced by the international market. Here, really looking for you to think about not just how climate impacts the grape variety, thinking about this comparison to high sunshine levels and altitude in Argentina compared to cooler climates, more rain and water influence, more marginal climate in Cahors, but also thinking about marketable aspects such as varietal labeling and understanding of market and market techniques. Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Vinitaly Academy. 
home of the gold standard of Italian wine education. Do you want to be the next ambassador? Apply online at vinitalyinternational.com for courses in London, Austria, and Hong Kong, the 27th to the 29th of July. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com. Hi guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.